Okay, welcome to Fitz Dog Radio. I'm your host, Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm sitting in the uh, in a bedroom in the house. I just keep moving this podcast around. It's it's I'm a homeless podcaster right now. Not not really. I've got a studio that. Why am I screaming? That I've been recording my guests in. That my buddy Paul Roman has this beautiful green screen studio with a podcast room and. But it's about 20 minutes away, and so the intros I just do at home. And depending on who's home and where they are, I'm in different rooms. And right now I'm in my son's bedroom because he is in Mexico for five months, traveling around, sending us great videos of his adventures, living the life that every kid who's 23 should be living. Just fuck career Fuck living at home. Just go. He's paying like 12 bucks a night for these hostels. Uh, him and his buddy met a couple of Mexican twins that are 29. They met him in Guatemala and they followed them to Mexico. And it turns out one of their uncles is the, or both of their uncles are, is the uh, mayor of a pretty good sized town in Mexico. So they spent a couple of weeks there, like going to, Fucking going to a mansion and DJ parties till 7 a.m. and drinking the best tequila in Mexico and God knows what else. I'm very proud of him. Very jealous. God, to go back to those days. Why not? Why don't I just do that? Huh? I got to shake it up a little bit in 2024. 24, baby. That's how I'm going to act. That's going to be my age. Um... So, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm very excited to come back from Chicago. What a weekend. I had no idea if I would get in because I don't know if you know, but there's like an Arctic thing going on there. And so, and it was a snowstorm and sleet and freezing rain and below zero temperatures. So, for like Wednesday through Friday, I was like, well, this isn't happening. They're going to have to refund the tickets. And then Saturday morning, went to the airport. No delays, no problems getting getting to the hotel. The hotel was, uh, I don't know what it is with Chicago hotels. This one was eight feet from an L stop, a subway stop. Trains were going by nonstop. It was like the Blues Brothers. And the room had no desk. It had a loft bed. It had no closet. It just had like a hook on the, and keep in mind, this was a $350 hotel. With taxes because they no, yeah, three fifty. They have this, um, they have this. They called it a resort fee of thirty dollars, and I go, well, what am I paying this for? And she goes, well, you get discount at restaurants in the neighborhood. I go, yeah, and she goes, and you can go to the gym. Well, I can always go to the gym at a hotel. Why are you charging me for your own gym? So you got to pay that, and then taxes on hotel. Anyway, so I'm staying in this. Kind of shitty hotel. Should I say the name? Yeah, it's the Roby. The Roby Hotel in Wicker Park. Um, so I step out into the cold. I was going to walk to the gig, which was a 15-minute walk. Took three steps outside, went inside, called an Uber. Got to the show, and it's the Den Theater, which I have incredibly fond memories of playing in the past. Last year I did it, and it was my son's senior year in college. He came out with his roommates, and... Uh, some friends, and I roasted him for an hour. 
It was such a fun show. So this year I went, and his old roommate Rory is still in town. Not 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 Roby Hotel. Rory the kid is still in Chicago, and he came out with his mom and his uh, lovely girlfriend, and it was so nice to meet them. And uh, I I just I feel like that room is uh is like is definitely the place that I will tape my next special. Um, it's just magic. The stage sticks out. It's a circle, circular stage that sticks out into the crowd. And I don't know why they just are so fucking good. Sam Morell taped a special there. Paul, Paul Verzi is doing one, I think in a couple weeks. And, um, Kyle Spencer came out who does all my logos, uh, with his lovely wife who is in the weeds with a three-year-old and a five-year-old right now. And he is going back to school. With two young kids, I fucking respect the hustle. And uh, I saw I brought a bunch of koozies from Sunday Papers. Those sold out instantly. Should have bought like thirty more. And what else? It just it just fun. Great swag. Look at the sweatshirt. They give you the best fucking swag. They give me a nice pen. And the t- I think the t yeah I got the I got the Den Theater t shirt on as well. You see that? Yeah, baby. So thanks to those guys, Ryan and the crew. Um, what else is going on? Football. I watched some football this weekend. It's the playoffs. It was the wild cards. Some really bad officiating going on. There was a, a non-call of a hold on the Rams in the fourth quarter, which would have been a touchdown for us. We lost by one point. If they had to lose to a team, though, I'm glad it's the Detroit Lions because they have never, repeat, never won a Super Bowl. And they haven't even won a playoff game in 60 years. This was their first 30 years or 60 years. Something fucking crazy. And, you know, they've got some fun players. They've got Goff, who used to be the quarterback for the Rams. And the Rams, of course, were playing with... um, With... uh, Stafford, who used to be the Lions quarterback, and there's a couple other players that switched from team to team. But it was a great game. Uh, congrats to the Lions for a, a hard-fought win. Um, I don't like that on Thursday. Then Thursday night they played a game below zero. They canceled Buffalo's game because it was three feet of snow and a blizzard and winds and below zero temperatures. And then Kansas City went ahead and had their game Hosting, of course, the Miami Dolphins, who who are used to they're fucking they're laying out in the sun the day before, and now it's below zero. They got their asses kicked, which we couldn't watch because it was NFL made a deal with Peacock to exclusively show a fucking playoff game on a channel that nobody has. They've been trying to shove Peacock down our throats. They've been trying to shove cock down our throats. Peacock down our throats. For uh, I don't know how many years. We're not buying it. We don't care. It's NBC. We can get your reruns anywhere. We don't care. And now we missed a great game because the NFL is so fucking greedy that they make a deal with an off network. You got to be shitting me. I mean, at least, I mean, even Thursday Night Football is only on, uh, what do they put it on? Um, Amazon, I believe. It's it's a joke. Anyway, 
uh, there was, so I sold the koozies after the show, which is very funny because people are like, people are like koozies, it's three below zero. You're selling, co- like, why don't I sell some tank tops, sunscreen, uh, barbecue grills, so, some ice cream. Uh, but people didn't care. They still bought I I could sell snow to the Eskimos, as they say. Um, and then uh, what else? Oh, there was a couple gay guys at the show who looked exactly like each other. It was uncanny. Uh, same mustache, same style clothing, same haircut. Even had the same fucking glasses on. And uh, And I realized, like, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen gay guys, they, they start to look alike. Um, I guess there's a bunch of factors. I mean, obviously, the first one is we all try to emulate what we think is good looking. Like, whether it's working out or a certain kind of hairstyle, whatever, dressing a certain way. And then you see a guy who's like that and you're like, oh, that's my ideal of a guy. That's the guy I'm trying to be. And theoretically, he's thinking the same thing. So now you're sharing clothes. You're going to the same haircutter. You're working out together. So you're kind of like the same level of fitness. You're eating the same foods, right? And uh, and also, we all start to act like our friends. You, t- you pick up little mannerisms. You pick up phrases. And you just become, meanwhile... Lesbians, they go the other way. They go, all right, you be the uh, masculine one. I'll be the feminine one. And let's separate. Although I I don't think that's fully true. I think there are lesbian women that, that are similar. But I think there's more of a split with the lesbians. Uh, by the way, this is all based on what I've seen in my life. That's it. That's all a podcast is. It's not facts. Don't write in. I, I, I don't want to hear. Corrections are for Sunday papers. They're not, Fitz Dog Radio is just me in my son's bedroom making shit up. That's all. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm not trying to upset the status quo. I'm just trying to get a podcast done. I'm trying to please people. But I... I what am I going to do? Me and my wife, meanwhile, look exactly like We look like siblings. Like, same nose, same chin, same eyes. And uh, people often say that, that we look like siblings. And as a matter of fact, my wife's mother, if I'm out with my wife and my wife's mother, 95% of the time people assume that it's my mother because she looks way more like me than like Aaron. And our and our mothers, I probably said this on the podcast, but my mother and my wife's mother went to high school together in the Bronx. And, uh, yeah, it's a very thin, uh, little DNA package that the Irish are, are toting around. Um, we also got dates coming up. The Atlanta punchline this weekend, the January 18th through the 20. Love this club. Portland, Oregon, Helium Comedy Club, February 22nd to the 24th. Huntington Beach, the Rec Room, March 1st. La Jolla Comedy Storm, March 8th through the 10th. Hollywood, St. Patrick's Day at the Improv on March 16th. We're going to do a special show. Tampa, Side Splitters, April 4th through the 6th. 
Go to FitzDog.com. Get yourself some tickets. Get yourself some T-shirts. The Grapefruit Simmons T-shirts are still available. Also, I want to talk about buying tickets for live events has never been easier, ladies and gentlemen, because now there's a little thing called game time. You've heard us talk about it, but I can't say enough about it. It is uh, it is a couple of taps on your phone. They show you what's playing in your area. I'm talking theater, sports, comedy, music. It's all there, and you're going to get the best deal. Don't stress. You know all the stress? To, it almost ruins going to the concert how much you worry about getting reamed on the tickets. Not with game time. They got these best price guarantees. Uh, they've got last minute deals. You kind of watch it. You watch the price dip. You swoop in. You grab it. Um, and the app is so easy. You can see the seats from the app. You get a view of the seats. A um, couple of taps. It's in there. No downloading. No transferring. No printing. It's just there. Uh, right now, it's showing me that I can go see uh, Fallout Boy. Why would I want to see Fallout Boy? Um, I can see anybody good coming. The American Rodeo is coming. That might be kind of fun. Uh, Trevor Noah uh, is playing on uh, Friday, the uh, March fifteenth. Itzak Perlman at the Opera House tonight. $55. That's a pretty sweet deal. Maybe I'll do that. Anyway, Elvis Costello, January 19th. Holy shit, that's four days. The Majestic Theater, $122. I am all over that shit. So have fun with it. The Game Time app gets you out of the house, out doing fun stuff. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FITSDOG. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code F-I-T-Z-D-O-G. $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Okay. Um, Got a nice piece of mail. Somebody who came to my show in Chicago wrote in. My brother and I are big fans of yours. We celebrated his 51st birthday by going to your show in Chicago. Crazy weather didn't keep us back. Uh, it was a perfect performance by you. Uh, the crowd was a little quiet during the opening act, which made me think the laughs might be few and far between, but you immediately brought everyone to life with laughter, uh, on and on. It was very nice. He bought a pin and a koozie after the show. And, uh, and I thank you for coming out. Mike Lyus, Lyus, Leos must be Greek. Then John Gardner sent an overheard. He was in the West Village of Manhattan. Gay. Uh, sidewalk around 7 p.m. Woman in her 20s says, I can't believe I hung out with that twink. So I read that and I go, what's a twink? It sounds gay. It sounds like, you know, which I was right. It's a, it's a genre of homosexual. Like you got the bear, which is the big hairy guy. You got the, uh, I don't know the other ones. I know bear. But anyway, so I looked up Twink. It's actually got a Wikipedia page, which is so, it's got to be so hard for, for Wikipedia to decide what's what's what, what should go on their site. But it says Twink is a gay slang 
for a man who is usually in his late teens to 20s, whose traits may include a slim to average physique, a youthful appearance, little or no body hair, flamboyancy, and general physical attractiveness. Um, Possible origin of the term could be from the snack cake Twinkies, commonly regarded as the quintessential junk food. The food is described as little nutritional value, sweet to the taste, and cream-filled. By comparison, the young men are described as short and blonde and full of cream, with cream being a euphemism for semen. How does this how does this get onto Wikipedia? Do we do we need the do we need the metaphor or the symbolism of cream and semen? We get it. If you don't, you don't want to get it. I think. Anyway, now that I've gone down that rabbit hole, wait to see my Instagram feed change. There's going to be a lot of fucking hairless young gay guys on my feed now. My twinks. I was a twink at a certain point. I was a straight twink. But I, I was a twink full of cream. All right, let's get to my guest today. He is uh, a good friend, known him for many years, and he's one of the most underrated comics. I mean, that's sort of what comes through, and it's the sub, it's the subtitle of his album, which is the the best comedian you've never heard of. The album is called Present Tense. But this is a guy that opens for a tell on the road year round, and he headlines his own shows in between. And he's uh, just a smart writer, edgy, funny. Really interesting special. I loved it. I actually gave him notes on the special when he was putting it together. Um, so he's been on Jimmy Fallon. This is not happening. Marin. He's been around the block. I had a great talk with him this week. So uh, here is my conversation with Louis Katz. Welcome to Fitz Dog Radio. Uh, Louis Schaefer is Louis Katz. Yes, you said that, that earlier, and so I thought it was funny. I thought it was a joke. I was like, "Why are you saying that?" And then, and then I was like, "But he'll get it right for the actual taping." And yet, no. <laughs> Nobody knows how funny that is because Louis Schaefer is one of the great, great characters of the West Village in the early aughts. <laughs> Did you know? Did you no. know Louis Schaefer? No, I didn't know what the reference oh, was. Oh my God, Louis Schaefer was a barker to end all barkers. He used to wear a blazer and a bow tie, and he used to walk around West Third Street in McDougal, and he would call people into the Boston Comedy Club. Oh wow! And he would go on stage, and he was like, "There's a certain category of comedian that you you can call them comics, comics, but." People like Andy Kindler and Todd Glass and okay. Brody Stevens sure. and uh, Brian Holtzman. People that are such characters that you go, how is this person not a legend? <laughs> they are a legend among comedians. Yeah, sure. Like when Brody died, I've never seen an outpouring yeah. or or a continued vigil for this guy totally. that goes on. And Louis Schaefer was like that. He was really insane, and he used to talk about himself in the third person on stage. Really? Yeah, he would he would bark, and then he would host the show. What about 
Like, isn't Alu Bell the famous New York third person guy? I would <laughs> say that, Al, is, Al is in that same category. Who was doing the third person thing first? Who's who, someone? Well, who did it first? Are they? Is it? Am I wrong to compare the two? Because I've only I only know Alu Bell. I don't know Schaefer. Alu Bell is a more much more erudite. Alu okay. Bell was an intellectual. He, okay. he he was a, he was an existentialist on stage. Yes. Yeah. It was it was a third person with him with yeah. meaning behind it. And yes. Like who am I? And, what what am I doing here? And yeah. what is time? Yeah. And it's just very very smart weird yeah. stuff. Uh, Louis Lewis was more of a um, Catskills comedian, oh, just a throwback kind of guy. A little bit, man. I I never that's before my time. I yeah. never seen him. Don't even know him. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, and I've never heard the myth even. And then there's Louis Schaefer, uh, not Louis Schaefer. Then there's Louis Ferranda who booked uh, Caroline's yes. for yes, him I, I ran into till, for forty years yeah. or something crazy yeah. till it till it till it all closed down last year. And then there's Louis C.K. Yes, and that's Louis, not Louis. I'm. It's technically I'm. I'm Louis. We're both Louis. They're spelled the same way. We're Louis with an S. Me right. and, and C.K. Right. Louis Anderson. Louis there, Anderson. There was a weekend when it was a uh, Louis Anderson, Louis C.K. and me performing all in San Francisco at the same time. It was no a, shit. It was like a Louis festival. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got Greg Giraldo, Greg Rogel, Greg. Those are the main Gutfeld. Gregs. Yes, sure. Ugh. I feel like it's with um. Well, now with me because C.K. is so famous, but you get it. I think Greg's a common name, so that's why you go with the last name. That's yeah. why people think of you of Fitzsimmons. Right, right, right. Even if, there's Greg Stone also in New York. I don't know if you know him. He's very funny. Oh, and there's a Greg Warren. Yes, Greg He's Warren's very funny. Very funny. Yeah. Are, yeah. So that's why all of you are either either both names together or just the last name. Yeah. You know. Right. I don't know what I am. I'm just not that not that Louis. The other Louis is what I what I end up getting. Well, that's sort of what's at the heart of this special. As I segue elegantly as a professional host into plugging your special. Thank you. Is uh, you're homosexual, and uh, and you're I, trying to find a way to stand out. If I was a homosexual, I would have already stood out. Yes. I would be famous. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I know. Have you thought about it? I've thought about, um, and this is. I think it might be taken a little bit from a Hawkins bit, but if I think fake tits, I think if I got fake tits, yeah, I think I would be huge. Yeah. I think that's the move, really. If is, you got is, huge fake tits, they could be. You'd go big. They could be tasteful bees. Yeah, and I still think they would make. <laughs> The, the the make me you know I think it would you know is he what are you transition what is like you know that's personal I don't want to talk about it and just having just a little bit of cleavage I think, I, don't hedge don't get a B cup get get a D cup <laughs> really, really make, make a big... statement because if you get B's you might just be one of those guys that it just has testosterone issues and the and the tits those are, are large. major testosterone I think people undersell the B cup as yeah. a decent sized cup yeah. you know a lot of the time. I'm spoiled. My wife's a double D. I've heard you you, you talk about it often. Yeah, I, I, I imagine. I mean, I don't imagine them, but I I have a man. I mean, I imagine. Firm. Yeah. Firm. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend breastfeeding to every woman who's listening. To the two women that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, you are. Uh, tell me the status of starting a family you just got married about six months ago yeah yeah pretty much exactly in july i got married yeah. um and uh um and now i guess it's time uh we're trying to time it with i'm thinking about going to edinburgh in august so we're trying to time it so i can still do that and yeah. then we can have the kid as right. if that's gonna lead to anything um and uh yeah we're we're just we're talking about it. she's getting up there so we have to do it if we're How gonna old do is it she? she she's gonna turn uh 38 next week yeah, it's time. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just um, 
fucking scared. I'm really scared. It's just, uh, I think it's like pretty late. It's basically like I'm going to do the whole back half totally different than the whole front half of my life. And it's a scary thing. Yeah, but the great thing is you've gone out and you've traveled, you've chased your career, you've drank and do uh, you're mm-hmm. not a big drinker right but not anymore no but you've partied and sure. you've done it you've yeah, yeah. done it yes it is, it is i've done it to the point that it, i now find it boring yes. i don't enjoy that stuff as much but am i really done done i don't know i don't know yeah. and it's not even that stuff it's more just the um the stand up stuff that i'm worried about really is like making enough money and being able to keep doing it uh, and and keep it the high level that i want it to keep it at that's There's what an I'm old about. jewish proverb uh, and it says that every baby is born with a loaf of bread in its mouth. And I found that to be true. I had my baby, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, stuff started to happen for me. Really? Because there's a focus. Look, we're fucking lazy. Everybody goes, <laughs> oh, you work so hard. You do three podcasts and stand up. It's like, no, it really doesn't take much time. I <laughs> masturbate a tremendous amount. I nap. I stare into space. And... Once you have a kid, uh-huh. a lot of that shit goes away and you get hyper-focused. Really? You start making hard choices and following through like you never did before and you're going to see a difference in your career. I, I just, I hope so. I just, to me, I'm saying, oh, really? It's like, it's a, it's a 30 years straight of hardcore procrastination all of a sudden, or 40, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden now, oh, this is it. Now yeah. I'm finally cured of that. It seems unlikely to me. Sounds like, seems like I'll have procrastination. And us, and now also a baby, and that's all. It's just gonna no, still. It won't happen. Don't take that out of your brain. Okay. Because something biologically happens when you have this baby. Yeah. That's beautiful, and that is so focusing, and so much of the neurotic, me, me, me thoughts, mm-hmm. you just don't have time for them. They're okay. just gone. Okay. Cool. And suddenly, you, your 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 energy will be going towards that. Your commitment to your wife is going to get so much more tender and and uh there's there'll be nothing between you this baby fills any space between you cool that was missing so no i wish you all the luck with that and the best sex is we're trying to make a human life here (laughs) this isn't just like rubbing our genitals until we both smile how freaky can you be because like i was thinking the day like if we're gonna start trying you don't want a, a a baby born from a like a doggy style thumb up the ass. Right. That seems that seems wrong to create life from thumb up the ass. Yeah. Behind thrust. Do yeah. we have to look in each other's eyes, or or can you be as freaky as we want? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think if you ha- if you do it doggy style, uh-huh. there's a decent chance that kid will crawl early, <laughs> and for too long. <laughs> I, I used to have a bit that that was all about the way you're conceived is is the is the personality trait. So I said, yeah. missionary position, you're boring. Doggy style, I said you're uh, paranoid because you're always looking over your shoulder, thinking about to get fucked. And then I was like, uh, and if you're a real people person, gangbang. Yeah, and then... <laughs> there you go. So you don't even know who the father is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can see that, and I can see. Uh, you know, you do reverse cowgirl, and the kid, and the the kid for the first time he rides a horse, face him backwards. <laughs> like, kid, you're going this way. Look <laughs> at that. What are you a stunt? What are you a stunt rider? <laughs> and he's putting his finger in that guy in the horse's ass. Oh shit, that came through too. Um, so, do you feel now? Have you done your first insemination for with a purpose yet? Or no, you, no, I'm still pulling out. You're I'm still, still pulling, pulling out. She's been out. She's Who, been. That, what, what is this? Thirteen. What do you mean? Hundred and forty-five. What are you talking about? I got. She's been off the pill now for like six months, I think. 
and I'm just pulling out, pulling out, pulling out. I'm I don't want to. St- I can't. The timing has to be right. I'm like I said. I want to go to Edinburgh. Yeah, but don't you don't you get too caught up in it and not pull out soon enough sometimes? I live a fear-based life yeah. in everything I do, okay. and so I will, I'm sure I get I get caught up, but I'm so I'm so freaked out that I I I know I know how hard it is because it's that last stroke is the best stroke. Yeah, it is the it is not the same as every other stroke. It is the final stroke. Yeah, but I am so scared. And actually, for the first few times, I wasn't like um, it wasn't that good. Finally, I'm used to the pullout. Yeah, it, like I, I've now been accustomed to sex like this. Yeah. But um no I'm I'm looking forward to not pulling out, you know I'm yeah but it, we haven't we haven't I, done and that your yet. wife is probably looking forward to not having acne on her face. <laughs> Will that happen or is that that's from pulling out and oh, coming in her face? It causes acne. <laughs> if you come in her face, no, it clears up your skin. No, it does. Really, you should try it. <laughs> in my youth i could as a young man now now my belly button is good, looks really good the skin is fantastic on my happy trail that's about it <laughs> do you remember that shooting up to your shoulder as a teenager yes well i could shoot over my head i mean it was no like yeah. i've got an up curving one too so it's yeah. naturally just like going yeah you know like a, like a like if I spilled salt, what is it we're supposed to do? You throw it over yeah, your yeah, shoulder. Yeah. It's like that, basically. Right, right. But uh, I'm still, I'm still pretty good. I still yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I got something. I got weird. My body's. I got a weird body, you know. Yeah. You know, still. Proud of you. The nut is still good. I think. Well, now is the test. We'll How see. How old if, are you? I'm 44. Yeah. 44, I think. 44. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. But yeah, I think so. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, pretty old by now. So let's talk about the wedding. I, I saw you when you were out here, and mm-hmm. a bunch of comics came out. David Tell flew out for the wedding. Yes. Who were the other comics that were? Because obviously I was not invited. I'm sorry. I could have. Well, it was. I mean, you got to. Was I on any list at any point? I think there's times you would have been. You you're kind of bad about responding to my text sometimes. Yeah. And I feel I am. like that. That I don't know if that's just me. That's I don't know if that's everybody. how you are with texts. I've lost okay. so many friends because of my bad texting. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was kind of an issue. I think there was. I think earlier in the. It's weird also when you um going through the invite list as a comedian because as a regular person there's someone who lives in another state yeah. you never see them right. you're like I'm not inviting them but like since the, between the engagement and the wedding there's people that I saw again yeah. but I hadn't seen them like well I guess I'm inviting them you know right. and there was that night I brought I brought my wife to see you and I texted San you about Francisco, a, yeah, it? yeah I texted you about a guest set oh, and you never right, got back to me and right. and without that guest I think that guest set would have sealed it yeah but uh, you know I can't <laughs> and I, but I love that you showed up even though I ghosted you I still want I just that, want to see your that show that was really touching I remember being very touched by that <laughs> I, I I enjoy watching like, yeah. you're, and I'm, this is not I'm not just kissing your ass but like you're one of those people and I said it to you before that I can watch over and over again you said it's because you have ADD and you never remember your set yeah. but but it's still like it's enjoyable you're just like I can just watch the, the the multiple nights of a show uh, when I worked with you in the past. And so, wow, that's yeah. really nice. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and your wife is so charming. She's thanks. such a fucking cool chick. Yeah, she's that's awesome. That's kind of the first thing you take away is like, that's a cool person. She's awesome. Yeah. It's like, I just like hanging out with her. I like yeah, hanging out right, with her all the right. time. You know, it's like a good day is just us hanging out. So yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty good. So who was at the wedding? Who made um, it? So it was, um, uh, you know, uh, Shang Wang, Ali Wong, and 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 Bill Hader. Wang and Wong. Yeah, and Bill Hader was there, even though I don't know him. <laughs> he was oh, as her date, but okay. he showed up and he was very nice. This is when it was very on the hush hush. Yeah, Nobody yeah, but now it's now it's out and at the Globes and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 
Chris Garcia, Kevin Kamia, Brent Weinbach, Moshe Kasher, Natasha Legero, um, Todd Berry. Todd Berry. Todd Berry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We hang out in New York. That's let's let's dive into that a little bit because yeah. I've known Todd. We started together in cool. New York, and uh, I love Todd. And there's he's one of those guys like I listen to Sirius XM comedy, mm-hmm. and I flip through the four comedy channels. Mm-hmm. There's certain people when they come on, Norm McDonald, Anthony Jeselnik. There's just certain people I'm going to listen every time. And Todd Berry is one of those people. But I also feel like Todd has rejected my friendship. (laughs) Ultimately, I feel like maybe he doesn't think I'm cool or something, but I haven't made the cut with Todd. Really? I find a distance when... Maybe look. I also don't reach out that much, but I think I stopped at a certain point. Maybe you stopped trying at some point. I don't. I can't speak on that. I do love man his stand up, especially you know the cellar now has like four rooms. Yeah, and it starts to feel to me it feels a little bit like a comedy factory. Uh You know, and especially everyone, and this tends to happen in New York. I feel like a lot of people have the same style. And I watch it, and everything's boring. And then Todd comes up. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, this is an original voice, an original style. It's so him. Yeah. Um, but personally, I don't know. I don't know if he has beef with you or not. He's definitely like a weird dude, but like, yeah, we get along. We were started hanging out. Like, I guess he was tight with, um, he's tight with Moshe and Natasha. Yeah. So I would see him sometimes at concerts and they would, they would be at a festival. I would, I would go see him at the concert and yeah, we just hang out. I don't know. We, we don't hang so out that much. So he flew all the but... way out to San Francisco for your wedding. Yeah. From New LA. York. It was here. It was here in LA. I, I thought it was in San Francisco. No, it was here yeah. in LA. Wow. Him and, him and, him and Attell were actually like, there was Oh, and, and Graham Kay is another New York comedian, but I think those are the only New Yorkers who flew out, actually. Yeah. Like, very few other New Yorkers came came by, which right. is fine. It's understandable. Yeah. I, you know, it was a destination wedding for us, because we were, li- we were living in New York. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but so many, she's from Northern California, my folks are from here. Oh, that's why I thought you got married up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it all ended up happening uh, down here in LA, mm. but it was, yeah. Okay. So it was a lot of, a lot more West Coast comics, actually. I hope I'm not forgetting some people. I'm probably, who was um, your best man? I didn't do that, but my friend Jason uh, was the officiant, and it was awesome. He uh, he roasted the shit out of me. He was nice. killing. He really? crushed. Yeah, and like like you know, a tell was like everyone was impressed. Every yeah. comedian was impressed. I was like, you know, people always say I've got a funny friend, or my friends are even funnier than me. Like my friends are funnier than my friends are funnier than most people. It's, yeah, it's fucked me up for comedy because I don't like to do the hang afterwards. Yeah, because I'm like. I, it's like these guys are funnier and they're not uh, uh, narcissistically just talking about their career. They're actually if they yeah, to talk about. I got a couple <laughs> friends like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, I got a friend Jeff Ginn that I I think is as funny as any comic I've ever hung out with. Mm-hmm. So did Attell speak at the? No, Attell. I wanted him to play um, the recorder as I walked down the aisle, but he wouldn't do it. He didn't do it. He wouldn't do it. I was just I was just <laughs> glad he showed up. I was like, I remember him like. Uh, his, he's so like nice, but not nice. I was like, so you're going to come. I'm, I'm, I told him I'm getting married. He's like, I'm, are you going to come? He's like, well, I guess I have to. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Dave. That's so nice of you. But it was nice. He showed up. It was. But very, then he's it, always the guy that shows up early, oh, buys yeah. you a nice gift. Yeah, he's totally. Like, he's the he's man. The, he is the most polite, genteel, kind, socially generous person i've ever met he's a mensch yeah he, he i mean is. like really I guess he you is could say it in one he, word, he is a mensch yeah. yeah 
Right. Um, so yeah, he was he was there. And I was I was glad that he came out. Um, and who was oh, and my dad, my dad killed on the on the on his speech. He did. He 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 even forgot it. He said it at dinner. I had him. I said write that down. Yeah. He comes up. He's like he's a little out of it these days, and we remind him to read the thing. And he says, he goes, "This is the biggest crowd you've ever drawn." <laughs> Boom. Crushes two people went nuts, <laughs> and for six months he was. That was all he would talk about. Yeah. I was like, remember when I said that? I'm That's like, I remember that. That's good. Yeah, I like that. And, he, and he's pro- probably right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Tell came to my wedding, and um, I I asked him to speak, and he he wouldn't get up. But then Mike Gibbons, who you know, Mike Gibbons, my he does my, my I know, other I, podcast. That's how and, I know him. Yeah, but I don't know him personally. So he was my best man, nice. and then he got up and annihilated and it t- even to tell was like wow that was fucking good That's and awesome. i think it's probably the highlight of mike's life he opened by saying like most of you i didn't like greg when i first met him <laughs> and everybody laughed because it's true nobody likes me when they first meet me especially the, i think i'm different now but i think i used to be a little cocky really a, a little cockier than i am now yeah well i guess maybe when i first met you i was like Opening, so of was course you were cocky. San Francisco, is that where yeah, you first yeah, met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool because I got to open for. I started and I was dirty, and so the only people I could open for were my favorite comics. Yeah. So it was like I opened. I met you and Stanhope and Marin and Attel, mm. and those are all the people I opened for my first like five years, yeah. and they were all my favorites. You know, yeah. and it was it was awesome. You know, That's I met amazing. all you guys. Yeah, it was really cool. Did you dislike me when you first met? No, me? No, but I'm saying if you were cocky, like I should hope so. I'm yeah, some fucking right. new comic, and you're the headliner. Right, <laughs> like it's right. like so. If we were peers, it would have been maybe it I would have noticed. It is funny because I find I treat all my openers uh, in that way, but I feel like I'm playing a role. Like I bust the opener's mm-hmm. balls in the green room. Sure, yes. And then when they introduce me mm-hmm. and we shake hands mm-hmm. and you have that moment before you get to the microphone, yeah. I always say, thanks, faggot, even though I've never <laughs> met them before. And it's kind of my little test for them. <laughs> and they either laugh their asses off. I've had guys say to me, like, after the late show Saturday, Hey, did I do something to you? And it's like, no, guy, you're a fucking opener. That's how you get treated. That's also, dude, that's that's also. I think that's hardcore. Like, that's east. That's your East Coast, man. Yeah, you can't. You bring that to the West Coast. People are like, they're freaked out. Oh, right. They're 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 writing you up. You're Who right. knows what it yeah, is? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like that's a that's a different. Like, I had to use that coming. Moving, being a West Coast guy and moving to the East Coast and that kind of ball busting was yeah. just not, we didn't really do that. I mean, we, we, we fucked with each other, but not, not that kind of way, I would right, say, you know? Right, And it's actually, even in New York, it's kind of dead. Like, there's no longer the table at the cellar where everyone, like, oh, talks Oh, really? Shit. Is that gone? I mean, just people kind of sit at their own seat. It's yeah. not, it's not that classic way of just, like, destroying everyone yeah. who walks up and all that kind of stuff. The, the stuff you'd see from, it's even before my time. No, I can remember walking into the cellar. And, and I, and I'd look through the window mm-hmm. I walk up the stairs and I'd look across the corner booth, Patrice, Geraldo, Keith Robinson, awesome, Colin. And you're like, you take a big breath. You look at your shirt. You're like, they're going to come after the stripes. You look at your fucking belt buckle and you walk in and Patrice starts first. He just puts his head back, leans his head back, squints his eyes and looks at you. I know exactly you. what you're talking about. And then he goes, look at you, motherfucker. And you just wait. And then you got to, and then you got to fight back. Yeah. And you got, and it's, it was the best feeling in the world. I loved it. Um, yeah. Bobby Kelly a little later. Sure. 
He had to fight his way in though. Bobby wasn't he wasn't a shoe in. Really? When he first came down, he had to he had to get beaten into the gang a little bit. <laughs> and now he's the the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean nobody busts balls better than him. He's all over the place. Yeah, and he's he's super funny. I love I love him. He's great. I heard Keith didn't Keith just do a special? He did. I, I heard I, it was amazing. I'm sure it was. I mean, man, to see him honestly, it's like I mean, I'm sure he would have preferred not to have had a stroke yeah. however having yeah. a stroke like gives because it draws so much sympathy uh-huh. and he's still so mean right, so right, he, right. he like it's like a he, <laughs> the whole act is a misdirect yeah because you're just like sad and you're like oh and then what i haven't seen him lately this is just when i saw him a, a, like a couple years ago and then you realize the things he's saying are still horrible yeah you know and yeah. it's and it's so funny yeah i think he's so funny you know i think i think Chappelle was doing him when he did that um the hater from that, from the Chappelle show sketch. Oh, really? Remember, he talks like this. Oh, yeah. Right? Doesn't that sound yeah, like he? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it sounds. I, to me, it sounds just like him. That's who I think he's doing. I'd yeah. love to ask him. That. And he also, like being from Philly, you just have a chip on your shoulder being in New York because you know nobody oh, yeah. can stand you. you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so, um, so did you make love to your wife on your wedding night? Um, I think I think we were. Too tired at that time. Oh, yeah, we didn't that night. So many people say that. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was. We did the whole. We didn't do the whole thing ourselves. We had help from our folks, but like, we did a lot of the stuff. There was a lot of details that we were totally involved in. Yeah. And we had an after party, and uh, you know, and we danced the whole night, and we were. I was up till late, like changing the seating chart and like and writing my my vows. It's like yeah. it was just. There was a lot to do, right? But it was a it was a really uh, beautiful. Wet, the, I, actually, my only regret is just not um, we didn't videotape it, which I wish we had done. I was like, I just want to be in the... making love to her at the wedding night. <laughs> I mean, we did, but that's only streaming, and you have to subscribe. So that's a Patreon. <laughs> it's behind a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we didn't we didn't film the wedding, and I, I you know the ceremony. I just wasn't like. Um, I didn't think the ceremony was going to be that great, and yeah. it was it was tremendous. My friend was crushed. it Jewish? Um, there was a chuppah. We broke the glass. Yeah, my friend's not okay. a my friend. No, it wasn't. It was so a know, few cultural nods yeah, to the faith. Yeah, exactly. Like that, right. And then the and then by chance, actually, ended up the most of the food was um was Italian. I had a friend of mine who I grew up with. He has a pizza place out in the valley called Gorilla Pies. It's really good pizza, and he actually does a pizza. You had pizza at your wedding. We had gourmet pizza. We had really nice pizza, and he does one one pie that's um like a Reuben pizza. So it was both of our cultures. Because she's my wife's Italian, and I'm Jewish, so we combined it in that way. You're, you're really judging me for the did, pizza. Well, thing. I just feel like did they deliver it? Was it with the guys it's come in with fancy pizza? But did they it's make really it there, or did they, they made it there? Uh, they didn't deliver it. No. In boxes. Yes. They, no. Come on. Come on. <laughs> did you have Coca Cola <laughs> bottles at the table and chips? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very nice meal. It was very, but it was like it was pretty big. So to keep yeah. it, a full, like I was like a little bit silly with my with with inviting too many people, and uh, so we had to find an affordable way to do it, so the food be good. And luckily, my friend Ben Osher at Gorilla Pies hooked it up. So, so traditionally, the woman's family, the bride's family, mm-hmm. pays for the wedding. Was that the case? No, we the, her parents threw down, my parents threw down, and we threw down. It took. Uh, combined Equal effort. parts? Um, I don't remember, but, but more or less. she comes from money is my memory of no. her. No. Oh, that would be sweet, man. Uh... I wish. That would be great. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> Do you come from money? Um, my parents are they're okay, but not money money, you know? What did your dad do? 
a lawyer? And my mom oh, worked. come on, man. <laughs> what is he, a shitty lawyer? No, he's not an oil he magnate. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lawyer. He was a lawyer, and my mom worked for um, the city and then the county in L.A. So what kind of a lawyer? Uh, um, real estate. Oh, come on, a man. Lot of it's, a lot of it's low-income property. But yes, they do well. Uh, all right, all they right. are well. I would do they say own middle their class, house? upper middle class. They have a house. They Where own is a house. It? It's in Los Feliz. And they own it outright. Uh, I don't know if they it's got a second mortgage a or who knows right what. It is, yes, it is. They yeah. they bought at the right place at the right time, and, and they'll be fine forever. But you, is there a second home anywhere? Um, they have. It's funny. My sister, they own a... a a building with two units in the back. My sister manages it. I call that Jewish welfare. The uh, so she <laughs> manages the <laughs> the property. Yeah, and lives and, for free in yes, the back. Yeah, yeah. Her and her husband. Okay. And uh, yeah, and um, so yeah, there's that too. But any idea about the savings? Do you think he has a substantial savings? I think they do. I think they. I think. I think they're going to be fine. Yes. I don't know. I just don't know what's. I'm not happen. talking about them. I'm what? talking about you. Oh. in thirty years. <laughs> I mean. I, I just to me it's like you never know how much care someone's going to need at the it's end of their true. life. So it's, true. it's like it I'm could not... drain you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It could get to the because, point where yeah. No, uh, I have a friend uh, whose mother is in that kind of care, and it was uh-huh. he said he spent one hundred and eighty thousand dollars last year. That's crazy. So I wow. mean, if you got a million dollars, that's five years. Yeah, it's not that long. It's like, I mean, yeah. I just have the bit now that I'm working on, and I'm worried because it's a little similar to a Stanhope bit, but I think it's different enough where I'm just like, instead of all we want, we ask our doctors to make us live longer, and instead of yeah. just making us die longer. Yeah. And that's not what we <laughs> asked great. for. Yeah, I love I, that. Yeah, I do a longer bit like that. So, hope you know, yeah. who knows what it'll be and how, who knows how long it'll go on for, but like, right. I, I'm not counting on seeing a dime of that money because- they should use it all to take care of themselves, and yes. then, then and then it, it might even come that I have to start pitching in. So we'll see. Is it just you and your sister? Yes. So if they die, will you allow her to continue to live in that back house? Uh, they've worked everything out ahead of time. There's like trust set up and deals oh, okay. set up, and everything's yeah, everything yeah, yeah, is. Yeah. All right. So there's some things I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, Israel and Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh my God. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare <laughs> isn't it horrible when you're jewish how everybody wants your opinion now about it i uh i mean once my my opinion not on the record is is i'm fine i'm glad that they're interested to hear what a jew thinks yeah i'm just like constantly scared i'm so i'm so paranoid about it all i came dude i came down um what was it it was um i i came down to the subway in new york the doors are open on the train. It says something written on the side of the train. I'm like, I'm sure it says like, I'm, I'm sure it says free Palestine, probably fuck the Jews. I'm sure that's what it says. Right. The doors close, Renaissance, Beyonce. It's an ad for Beyonce. I'm out of my mind. Spray painting? No, it's an ad. They uh, wrapped the train. That's how yeah, paranoid yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. That with the doors closed, I couldn't read it. I'm like, right. I'm sure this is something something anti-Semitic. And it, right. you know, and, it, and it wasn't at all. I was just insane about so, it. So does it affect your wagering? Like, I have Palestine with the points right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's a bad bet, my friend. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean... <laughs> no, Israel has a deeper bench, for sure. But they, they have no league, you you know, the Palestine's, they're in a league. <laughs> it's really just like an independent league. It's just us. Um, so um, what do you think about um, 
Cedric the Entertainer. I was going to say, <laughs> I would. I came here to talk about Cedric. I have things to say. Well, I love Cedric, <laughs> and full disclosure, I used to write for him. Oh, yeah. And I truly consider him to be one of the most talented people I've ever worked with in my life. A true entertainer. True. I mean, on the show that I wrote on, uh-huh. he came out, and he would do a three-minute dance routine with the Sensation Dancers that was fucking crisp. That's awesome. And then he would go into a monologue. I was the monologue guy, so he and I would work out the monologue. He would all do week. a monologue after a dance routine. Yes. How does he? I can't breathe after I dance. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and he would. And the thing is, is like we would riff all week, and uh-huh. I would take notes, and he didn't want to see anything. He we would just keep riffing. And then while he was in the makeup chair, I'd hand him some bullet points. He'd glance at it. No cue cards. He would go out and fucking nail it. No way. And then he would do sketches where he was playing different characters, the lunch lady. And, That's crazy. And, and I mean, really, I mean, I don't know how this guy was not on SNL, maybe because they didn't have black people. But <laughs> so anyway, I heard, I saw these videos of Cat Williams saying that Cedric uh-huh. stole a bit. And have you uh, watched the bits? No. Have you I've seen w- them? I've watched the bits. All right. So what's your, what's your take on it? I mean, it's an impression of someone driving a car, and then right. Cedric changed the changed the premise and made it something different. And there's still it's still it's just an, it's a funny impression of someone driving a car. Yeah, I it, it is very similar to Cats. Yeah, but it that's what I mean. Can you steal an impression of someone driving a car? I, I guess don't think so. yeah. I don't know. No. I don't think so. And uh, so you know, I don't know that that surprised me. The that that surprised me a little bit. The Steve Harvey hate did not surprise me. People have been trashing him for years. <laughs> no, I've written on a lot of black shows, and Paul Harvey is unanimously disliked. Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. Steve Harvey. Who's mm-hmm. Paul Harvey? I don't know. Probably knows Louis Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is disliked. Yeah, he's yeah. So yeah. that it was that that's the that was the it was a little bit that was the only shock thing to me. But I thought it was just cool how he like he also said that Mark Curry like punched up the bit for him, which I was I thought that was really cool that he gave him props. Dude, I saw him and I saw Mark Curry, Lunell, and Cat Williams at the Barclays Center when they toured their last. And everyone was great was great, but Mark Curry was amazing. Really? Crushed. Yeah. He was so funny, man. Yeah. He was he was great. He's one of those guys that people don't talk about, but yeah. he's on the road yes. all the time. Yeah. Crushing. I mean he you know, he's the reason I I stayed in the Bay Area to do comedy after I graduated college. No shit. I was visiting my folks in LA. I was I went to Berkeley. I was on a Southwest flight back to the Bay. And I was like, "Hey, big fan." I, I was kind of, I just knew he was a stand-up. I was like, <laughs> "What? I just knew he was, he was stand-up." I was like, "Uh, do you think I should stay in the Bay Area and work on comedy or should I go to LA?" He's like, "You should stay in the Bay." Yeah. And I did. And I just did because Mark Curry said so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's that's, wow. that's he changed my life because I was on a flight with him. Yeah. He was like flirting with the girl next to him. His mom was picking him up and his he, I remember I saw him. <laughs> he he, was, his, he met the girl on the plane. His mom was picking up. He's like, "Mom, we're giving this lady a ride home." No way. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. Baller move. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And we're sitting in the back, Mom. <laughs> and t- t- it's our station. Don't change the station. Um, and now you did a podcast. I'm currently writing a script with uh, a guy named Matt Fulcher on. Oh, hell yeah. And you guys used to do a podcast together. Yes, we did a podcast together for a year. I love He's Matt. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's Matt great. was there. Shit. Matt was Matt Fulcher oh, was at the was at so the he flew wedding. in from New York. Yes, he flew in from New York, too. Yes, yeah. I forgot about him. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. yeah that... But Matt, yeah, Matt and I did a travel podcast for a while. What and, was that? Uh, we just, we called it, it was uh, Roadheads. 
and it was all about travel. We interview people. Sometimes we talk about our own. We like doing it, but I just it was. Um, Man, I don't, uh, I don't like doing podcasts. So, yeah. I mean, I love doing your podcast. Yeah. I like doing someone else's podcast. Right, right. I don't really enjoy doing my own as I much. Get it. And it was, um, I'm also a little bit of a perfectionist, and uh, so it ended up fall. He was like, "I'll do everything," and then I like realized what his level of everything was. I'm like, yeah. "This is not the right <laughs> level of everything." So I ended up doing some of the editing and the yeah. leveling and making sure it was all right. And it just became a little bit too much. He's 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 talk about he wants to do it again and and we we've talked about um well, he's moving out here. Yeah, so. yeah, we've talked about potentially doing it again. Yeah. And we might, but I'm more also the other things that in the meantime, Ari Shafir, I think, is starting a travel podcast. So I already look enough like him. I, we can't both have travel podcasts. Right, right. So that's too much. Although he's grown out to be. I saw him yesterday. He looks homeless. He looks homeless. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he was. I forgot it was. He was at the store yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he looks like a straight hobo. He looks yeah. like a crazy person. Right, right. Yeah. So we do have that separating us now. Yeah. Also, he's like a foot taller than me. He kind of blew me off yesterday. Oh no, I saw him two days ago. Or was it yesterday? Was that the store? It was at the store during the day, wow. and I saw him, and uh, I had seen him. He he came backstage when I was at the store. I mm-hmm. think I think to come say hi to me in the uh-huh. green room. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Hey," he's like, "Yeah, again, I'm doing Ryan Sickler's podcast on Monday." I go, "Well, give me a call because I'm on the west side. Let's get some coffee." Uh-huh. And it wasn't an excited. Oh yeah, that sounds great. It was like a like a nod, and I was like, okay. And so then I see him, I'm doing a podcast during the day uh-huh. at the store the next day. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, hey, what are you doing? You want to uh, grab some lunch after this uh-huh. podcast? And he goes, I'm going to lunch with him. And he pointed to a guy. I didn't know who the guy was. <laughs> and I go, all right. Well, where are you guys going? And 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 they were vague. And I was like, all right. Well, maybe they're... they're... You think he's talking to Todd Barry? <laughs> <laughs> The whole East Coast has turned against you. No, it's you know you got to understand. And as someone who who visits, you know he used to live in L.A. He's here for a limited amount of time. He's I'm sure he's got people he has to see you that know, are more stuff. important than me. Well, it's I, it's an editor. He's talking to an editor about work stuff. Oh. I knew I knew he was doing that at some point oh, out is, here. Is the guy kind of good looking, taller guy? Is it Eric Longer Abrams? Hair? Eric, yeah. You maybe didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize him. Oh, so it's your bad. It's totally my yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, my my memory is so fucking bad. These he looks days. way different with his long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably who it was. Yeah, such an idiot. Yeah, they. But I, you know, whatever. You know, it's okay. okay. It's uh, I, but it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, How, how's the script going with Full Sharon? It's going great. Yeah? He's such a pleasure to work with because yeah, we he just, really is. You know, we only got to do it in person a few times. Mm-hmm. Like when he was in L.A., we would do it. But mm-hmm. then we've been doing it on. We have these like two-hour Zoom calls where we just awesome. have our laptop. Well, I have my lab. I'm doing the actual physically mm-hmm. typing. Uh-huh. And uh, and it's just so smooth. It's just a great give and take. And, yes. uh, you know, he's he's got great ideas. And I, I, I think this script is turning out to be very... Very unique, very grounded. We really worked on the characters first. Great, good. And we really fleshed out all the dimensions of the characters before we got into any story. And then the last thing going in is the funny, which we're just hitting now, which is like, That's all right, the let's easy joke part. it That's up. The now, this is the easy yeah. part. But you need structure. You need drama. You need 100%. You know, uh, act one, two, three, and... So yeah, so that's that's going really well. What did you think of Joe Coy's performance at the Golden Globes? Well, I only, <laughs> I only 
So I listened to it the next day. Yeah. I swear to God, the CBS YouTube thing, it's crazy sweetened. It doesn't sound like he's bombing. And everyone says he bombed. I, I hear laughs. I heard laughs. I am shocked by this reaction because I didn't watch it live. I watched it on my YouTube TV. So I don't know Dude, if there's time I'm to telling sweeten you, it. It's sweetened. But... I showed it to my, my wife who saw it live. I said, was this sweetened? She said, yes, it was sweetened. She was there. She was watching it live. Oh. And then she saw it. Because I talked to somebody who was in the room mm-hmm. who said that he completely tanked. But when I listened to it, it sounded like a good set. Listen to how smooth those laughs are. Ha ha ha. Really? Ha, ha, ha. I mean, you know what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, yeah. Also because they weren't smart enough with it. Because he's saying like, oh, come on. Why aren't you laughing yeah, on jokes that he gets yeah, laughs yeah, on? Yeah, right. Why would you say that if you right, got laughs? Right. You know what I mean? They should have cut that part out if they want to sweeten it. But also, I thought they were good jokes. I didn't think it was bad, especially since he only had 10 days. I mean, Are Jesus. Are you serious? Come on, dude. First of all, he had Allie gave him my number. He didn't call me. He should have hired me. I would have I would have I would have oh, pumped out true? a bunch of great jokes. That's 100% true. He had my number. You know who to hire. Look, nobody calls you back. <laughs> That's just how it is. You got to get used to that. <laughs> no, but that's the key. I don't care if you have 10 days. You give me 10 days, I have seven or eight writers that I will call that will give me fucking totally. hand grenades. To I'm throw. saying 10 days is enough to have five days. Realize the staff you hired isn't working. Hire another yeah, one right. and write a whole nother monologue. Right. I mean, like, it's that's, t- that's plenty of time. I mean, when I was writing on award shows, mm-hmm. I would hand in 30 to 40 jokes a day. You got yeah. seven guys, that's 200 jokes a day. Yes, a killers. You just staff it with killers, right, man. I right. mean, it's like, there's really no excuse. And what I keep saying is that is that, like, it's one thing to bomb. It's a hard. It's a tough gig, right? It's everyone has big egos. They don't give a shit about you. They just want to, you know, look pretty, and it's light in the room, and it's not a good gig. But you can bomb. So you're, maybe you're gonna bomb, but you can bomb doing good jokes, right? You can, or you can bomb doing kind of corny jokes yeah. and hacky jokes. And yeah. he chose the second one. You know what I mean? Like he should have just taken like. It's also the Golden Globes where you're supposed to go like hard, like kind of yeah. be meaner, be edgier. Right. So like this was a chance. Like yeah. he could have just said whatever he also. The cool thing about him is that he doesn't need any of this. He's going to be still be a millionaire selling out stadiums. Yeah. You know, probably be the president of the Philippines next year if he wants. Yeah. And, uh, but this was a thing that could have like leveled him up. There's always another level. And this could have been the yeah. thing that did that. Yeah. And he just, he just went so soft. It was soft is what it was. It was corny and kind of soft. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't feel strongly one way or the other. I felt like he did a decent job for 10 days. And I feel like the people really. I mean, it's hard to be a comedian these days. People are just waiting to attack. They're waiting to judge. And, you think so? Yeah. I mean, with the, plus, you got, you're going to offense. Like, Taylor Swift didn't react to his joke. Did the director really need to put a camera on her afterwards? <laughs> that was fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Sure. And her fans are crazy and stuff like yeah. that. And that joke is like, that joke is like a nothing so joke. So innocuous. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing. It's I mean, nothing. she went on SNL and made fun of the press coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's, that's a weird one where I'm like, I'm like, what? Because I was hearing the blowback before I heard the bit. Because I only yeah. watched the monologue. I'm like, Jesus, what do you say? And that I'm like, that's it. That's yeah. what he got in trouble for. It's it's hard to it's hard to believe. Right. But uh, I do. And someone else pointed out though. He also Mike Lawrence posted a thing where like he didn't establish himself. He didn't mock himself in the beginning. His right, first two right. minutes should have been like, how did they end up with me? You know, yeah. like it could have been all these other, you know, something to that effect. Right, right. And he didn't do any of that. He just said, my, like, it was my dream as a kid to host the Golden <laughs> know, Globes. Really? Was yeah. it? Like, wait, I think right there. 
Everyone yeah. smelled bullshit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're like it's no one's dream to host the Golden Globes. Uh, like get out of here. Yeah. Like whose dream is that? What a sad dream. The only the only Golden Globes I was dreaming about at that age were Pamela Anderson's. <laughs> Come on, people. Where's the rim shot guy? Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, you think about uh, Gerard Carmichael the year before. I mean, that was awful. Did you see that? I'm just. I have. He's a guy for me. I can't. I can't get it. I can't get started. Don't get me started on him. Oh, I really? find him to be very much. Yeah. Um. I'll just say I. I find it, it's like an emperor's new clothes thing. It's like what is everyone like? I don't. I don't get it. I'll tell you what it is. He started young. Uh huh. And he was kind of amazing when mm-hmm. he started. Like he come to the clubs, tight, funny, prolific, style. Mm-hmm. So likable. And then he stopped doing stand-up, and he started executive producing TV shows uh-huh. and doing other things, which is great. That's great. But then don't put out a new hour. Yeah, Because man. you haven't been on the road doing it. You haven't been in the clubs doing it. Exactly. I watch his specials, and I'm like, I, I think he will put out an amazing, great special. If he could finish one of his specials, yeah, I think it would right, be great. Right, right. I watch his special, I'm like, these are some of the best premises in the business finish the joke right and 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 i also man it's a timing thing i can't stand fucking pregnant pauses and stand up it drives me nuts especially Chappelle on the last one especially when his joke quality has gone down Mm -hmm. i'm Chappelle with the last special which i watched already you know i watched it right away i'm a Chappelle fan it it relies on good faith it drags on for a while but you know that the payoff's going to be awesome because right, it's right, Chappelle. Right. Yeah. And when the payoff isn't awesome, it's like, damn, you just yeah. wasted my time. Mm-hmm. And I feel tricked by your awesome charisma and showmanship, you know? He even said on the special, he goes, people call me lazy. <laughs> yeah. How am I lazy? I work all the time. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like even... um. Or like Jesselnik got slower on the last special. Really, he was very slow on the last special. Ah. I don't. It doesn't. Him and Tig, and they're both very funny. But the it doesn't build tension to me. It annoys the shit out of me. It's uh-huh. like I am not. I don't. I'm not on the edge of my seat waiting to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> I just want to be laughing right now, and right. I don't know why you're making me wait. Right. It does. It is not. It is not building tension. Right. It is boring me. I'm you know. To think who else is like that. They drag it out. Well, Todd, Todd's a little slow, but I think it's funny. I, I don't think it's slow like, or, or Gary Veter's also like a slow monotone dude. But to yeah. me, it's like perfect. It's like he's in the pocket, man. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah, really no, funny. No, it's a, it's a, it's a science. Like riding the tension is a science, and knowing where to clip the laugh, knowing when to pick up the pace, and yeah. You know, when it really is not something you that that's why people talk about how nobody's funny for 10 years, because that's how long it takes to learn for most people. There's exceptions. Oh, you mean you mean it takes 10 years for people to be funny to it to get that kind of understanding of the of the creating tension and releasing it and um, really kind of like finessing a set. I can see that. I mean, I just know when I started, it was 10 years. Then, like, I spent two years in, and everyone's like, it's 20 years. Yeah, now I'm yeah, sure it's yeah, 30. Right. I don't know what it is. I don't know. And also, I, you know, I dug up, and honestly, I dug up some old VHS tapes of me for my first two years at the punchline. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I'm not saying the whole set Dude, was funny. Dude, you know who's funny right out of the gate? Who? Is that, that uh, Latino kid on SNL right now. Um, oh, yeah. He Marcello? is funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's very Rodriguez? funny. Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I saw Cuban him. Cuban guy, the imp- right? 
Yeah, yeah Cuban, and uh, I think his mother's from uh, his. One of his parents is from Cuba, and one is from Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And um, but just a natural. He's been doing it for like four years, and he's like fucking owns it up there. Dude, there's a there's a lady. I can't remember her last name. Maddie something in New York. I think she's 23. Crushes really crushes at the cellar, man. She's wow. super funny, super funny. You know, yeah. It's and I and I'm whatever I'm saying of, that I was when I started. Not that, yeah. not even close to right, that. Right, like, right. You know, still, still nerves. Still like, oh, yeah. it's like they're laughing because it's like weird that I'm so young and saying these filthy things. Yeah. I look young. I look younger than 23. Right. You know, even though I was. Yeah. You know, but she's just killing. It's yeah. it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, so. Let's talk about, uh, I was reading your, you don't have a Wikipedia. No, some guy offered to do it for me if I pay him. Maybe I'll do that. I think you should because when people are going to interview you, it's really helpful to have a Wikipedia page to look at. All right, I'll pay him after the show. I'll pay him after the statement. I'll chip in. Thank you. Just for the next time you come on. <laughs> um, but you, you you said your first writing job came from Mark Marin. What was that? Yeah. Uh, when I moved to New York, because like I said- you you know it was it's really to my advantage starting in in the Bay Area. Thanks, Mark Curry, for convincing me to yeah. do that because I made all these relationships with people because I would open for them, I would host for them, or when they came through town. Yeah, which is why literally why I'm sitting here right now to yeah. some extent because right. that's how I met you. Right. Um, and with Marin, especially, and this is advantage over people in New York. You're doing all these showcase clubs. You don't end up. You never go to Caroline's. You never go into Gotham to see the people headlining. You right. don't. You don't have these relationships. You only yeah. have a relationship with New York comics. Yeah. I know all sorts of comics because they would all come through the punchline. Anyway, I moved to New York. Marin's writing on the um, the Air America. He has the Air America show. Oh with, uh, right, right. With Sam C- Sam Cedar. Cedar, yes. Yeah. And he wanted to do some sketches, so I wrote a few sketches for him. They went on there, and then and then uh, and it was like my first writing job. And then they shut down Air America, and I remember him telling me, "He's like, yeah, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start a, my own radio show from my garage." I'm like, "Oh, this is the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard. He's gonna kill himself. This is horrific." Seven years later, yeah, Obama yeah. sitting in his garage. One of many yeah. times I've been wrong about probably about podcasts yeah. in general. Every every time I, I heard could... Stern shitting on podcasts yesterday, and I was just still. Like, I was like, dude, wow. I mean, you can't. There are podcasts that are getting 10 times his listenership at this point. Wow. Wow. I yeah. mean, you know, there's podcasts that are getting millions of listens. Yeah. I bet Howard's getting about two or 300,000. Well, he's, he's behind a paywall now. That'll yeah. change everything. Right. That changes everything. If he had gone straight to a podcast, he would still be the number one guy in broadcast. You think so? Yeah. Without well, a doubt. I, I think I understand him being like sensitive about it because- that's what. That's one thing I I think that Marin brought with him was all this radio experience. Like, yeah. There's a there's a thing to this. It, there's I mean like actually this has been going way smoother. I've done a lot of podcasts since I since I've been promoting yeah. the special and and a lot of them are good and some of them are bad. And it's like it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. You have to drive a conversation and right. not everyone has it. You know. Well, you have to know in the first thirty seconds to ask if a guy banged his wife on their wedding night. <laughs> Is he gay? Get that in in the first minute. People want to have know. your notes. Have <laughs> your notes. All right. Well, listen. It's time to get to a thing we call fast fastballs with fits. Okay. I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. You're going to answer them. Okay. Then you have to answer them. I have to answer them. Yeah. Okay. What's the gayest thing you've ever done um, with another man? 
I, uh, you know, at summer camp, how like at the end you like pee on the fire. Yeah. I was like, watch this, guys. I'll jack off on the fire. And I jacked off on the no, fire. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. How old were you? Uh, 15 or something. You probably shot it right over the fire, knowing <laughs> you. I, I'm a powerful <laughs> man. <laughs> did anybody else jerk off? No, it was just me. They just stood around and watched I, you? Well, I turned around. I was like, I'd wait till it got ready. And then I fucking busted on the fire. And it was like, it was also like, it's not like they were like, I wonder if anyone could jack off on the fire. I'm like, I introduced it. I'm like, watch this, yeah, guys. Yeah. I'm going to jack off on the fire. And as soon as it lands on the flames, it like explodes. <laughs> and you're like, shit, I got gonorrhea. <laughs> or the steam is like shaped like a baby. <laughs> a burning baby just wailing. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, where do you want to travel to that you haven't been to before? Been a lot of places. Uh, I would say uh, uh, Australia. You've never been there. I've never been there. I want to. I want to do the. I just want to work there. I've heard the the shows are awesome. The shows are unbelievable. Yeah, and I'm like I'm friends with Arge Barker, who is supposed to be like the biggest yeah, deal there, right? And he can't make it happen for some reason. Does he return your texts? He yeah, he's better than you, and he's in the other side of the world. Um, but he's it's I guess there's something with. He's not tight with the Melbourne Festival, which is the best way to get over there, or something like that. Anyway, I just want to go there and and just to just to do the shows and all that kind of stuff. Let us let's do something right now. Pick up your phone. Uh huh. We're both going to text Dave Attell right now, and we're going to see who he responds to faster. <laughs> he just he called me on the way here. I can't text him now. Uh, He'll be pissed. <laughs> all right. Let's do Todd Barry. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That you can't say, call me right away. I'm just saying. You're tapping a fucking letter over there. What am I supposed to say? I just wrote, what's up, man? Well, this is why no one texts you back. Because that is not, that's a weird opener. That's a weird thing to say out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Did you already send it? I'm going to write, hey, been a while. I don't want to do this. I, I feel like I feel I feel bad about this. I feel like we're playing with Todd's uh, emotional. <laughs> All right. Well, you pick somebody then. Um, Shang. I don't know Shang. <laughs> um, don't pick your best friends. <laughs> what about Marin? Oh, that'll be interesting. I I might not have his number. I might I might only email him. So you know, I think. What you know if him he better. needs to get in touch with you about another writing job? Uh, he hasn't. He has not done that. He had a whole show <laughs> with multiple seasons. No one got in touch with me. I don't think he's trying to get in touch yeah. with me. <laughs> All right. What about? Uh, I just feel Ari. I, what about Ari Shafir? All right. He, let's he see likes about that. this kind of stuff. Yes, I'll do that. Yeah. There All you right. go. That's a good call. All right, Ari Shafir. And would stop with all the tapping. That's. <laughs> hey man, what are what are you up to? All right. See what happens. All right. Send it. Stop typing. What I did stopped. you write? I said, hey, are you still in LA? Okay. See, it's like. It's going to be like ding, ding. <laughs> see, you, you, see, what are you, you up to? You have your ringer on so you can hear yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I put it, it's all on now. Okay. So you're, you're, uh, yours is too vague. You text people too vague. You're really bad at texting. I'm bad because I have such, fr- I have friendships with people that I truly love. Mm-hmm. And then I just don't reach out to them, and and I and then the relationship goes kind of sour. Yeah, you know, like me and Santino. Uh huh. This past year, talked 
all the time. Like we get on uh-huh. the phone every other day and have hour long conversations. Wow. And I haven't talked to him in four months. I just stop. <laughs> well, what's what? Well, that's crazy. I just you know why? You get burnt out. Do you go through a lot I of friends? I have mood. I have mood issues. I have a hard time not being depressed. Oh really? I'm depressed all the time, oh, and I didn't know so that. I can't. Like I can't stay active on social media because I just shut down. I just can't mm. conjure up emotions that aren't there. And so when I talk to somebody, I have to ready myself. Like before a podcast, mm-hmm. I have to get ready uh-huh. emotionally to be. I mean, look at me. Yeah, I'm fucking gold right I now. I think you're I'm doing the, it. I'm in the right place. Yeah. As soon as you leave, <laughs> darkness. Darkness descends. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But it's bad enough that it keeps me from being able to just lightly pick up the phone and touch base with people. I, well, the phone is hard these days also. I think a phone yeah. conversation takes a lot of time. Right. In fact, I would say the only person I talk to on the phone regularly is Atel. Yeah. I've, there we go. Oh, son of a bitch. What'd he say? No, still just left for Brea. I said, hey, are you still in LA? No, just left for Brea. Wow. Wow. Maybe he doesn't like you. If he texts me in the next three minutes, then I know that he just, yours probably got to him sooner. I mean, I don't think so. (laughs) Something's going on with Ari. We went to a Dallas Cowboys game this year. Cool. We were both playing Houston, Houston, Dallas, and uh, and so we met up and went to a game. Nice, that's fun. I think we took mushrooms. I can't remember. It sounds about right. Yeah. Was this before after? You taped at the mothership, right? Yeah. How'd it go? Went great. Awesome. Yeah, really good. It's just so hard. You know this because you you just edited your. Oh, you sent me a copy of yours. Yeah, you helped. Yeah, I gave you some notes. Yeah, I I appreciate it. Yeah, good, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm at that stage now where uh, we just did the the first string out, and now they'll make a cut, and then I'll maybe maybe you'd be nice enough to take a look at it. I would love to. That'd man. be great. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. But um, I had a bit that was kind of like a big bit. It was a big chunk that gets an applause break, and then uh, a comic that I respect a lot told me that he sent a friend out to see me this past week, and his friend came back and said, he, "You guys have the same bit." And so he called me, and not only did he already do it on, like, Late Late Show. No. He's got T-shirts about the bit. <laughs> so no way. there was no wiggle room. Oh, man. So I had to drop the bit. That sucks. It's not like the clothes or anything, is it? No, but it was like a long, it was a chunk that this went in the middle of, and it held it all together. Oof. So I'm going to have to make some hard cuts. But it doesn't matter. It's the right thing to do, and I feel I feel good about it. Totally. Doing the right thing. Do you do you think it's parallel thinking, or do you think it seeped into your brain when you saw him do it one time? No, it was definitely parallel thinking. Okay, because it's not it's not an out there premise. It's a premise that's just sitting there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've got you. Like you're like someone must have done this already, but I haven't heard right, it. So, right. and you ask a few people, and yeah. you're like, well, okay, but who knows, really? You I know. know. I that's it. Tells funny like that. Whenever he has a new bit, oh, I'll get time. a phone call. Yeah. Like, hey, does anyone did you do this? Is this your bit? Does anyone do this bit? It's also it's always the most original. You've never heard it. I've never I even know, heard right, these words right. put together in a yeah. sentence before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you, know was, you don't have a bit about a zebra eating pancakes. <laughs> like, no, I don't actually. <laughs> what is your what? Why? Why? <laughs> Um, what are your resolutions for 2024? I'm going to make a person and I'm going to go to Edinburgh 
Good. These are just my plans. They're not really resolutions. Do you have a booking at Edinburgh? I'm just working it out right now. I'm in the midst of it. I'm trying to find a venue and work it all out. And I then just, you got to do all the promoting yourself. And I have a guy, a promoter I'm talking to. It's just I want to... So I'm I'm not on that like... We have to put out a special every year. The reason I'm doing it so quickly is it took me... I shot my last special May 2022. And then it took a year and a half for me to release it. Wow. So in that time, I've... I have, I'm, yeah, I'm working. On, yeah. yeah, it's it's you know okay. it's not there yet, but it's getting there. All right, those are good resolutions. Yeah. Um, have you ever saved somebody's life? I think I'm saving yours right now. <laughs> Save my career. <laughs> <laughs> have I ever saved anyone's life? Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I've I've talked to some people. I've, maybe maybe through some conversations. Oh, that's, I, I mean, don't know. I don't not, I don't did know. Did you talk to was, someone who was suicidal no, and you helped them out? Just people are sad. I know. Hey, I feel better. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the weakest life save I've ever heard in my life. You've done so little for the human race in your life. Um, how would you do in prison? Horribly. Really? Fuck yeah! Horribly. Mm. I mean, I guess I would probably. I think I would become really good at sucking dick, I guess, is yeah, how I would make it. Just knock your teeth out <laughs> on the first day. Lock <laughs> my own teeth out. <laughs> and just get to business. My only thing, you know, all I could do is I think if I would do, if I knew I was going to jail, I think I would go like a rush, like law degree thing. I would get a, I would get a lot of it real so you'd quick. You'd be an asset to everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, more, more than an ass, an asset. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and hopefully that would that would that would do. The, I don't know if that would do the trick, but I do think like, you know, like I got I got if I shave the beard, even with the beard, it's like you know, people want a Jew lawyer. Yeah, and and I can I can present you as got Jew the glasses. lawyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I you think you want to get out of here, right? I need some protection. You know, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like it. I think that's my strategy, and and the sucking dick on the side, just for fun. Well, the thing about the sucking dick is like, how many would you suck, or should I say, how often would you suck to avoid being raped in the ass? Well, the other question is, how many would you suck, and is it a better move to be really good at it or really bad at it? That's true. Right? If yeah. you're really good at it, then everyone, people yeah, are lining up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know? If you're bad you don't at it. You want your nickname to, nickname to reflect how <laughs> yeah. good you are. <laughs> or, or hey, no. it's, 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 it's lips blowjobs. And... No. I want to be, I want to be teeth, toothy cats. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to be. Old toothy cats. You don't want to go to him. <laughs> they call him the strainer. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever not finished a set on stage? I uh, when I've been booed off. Tell me about it. Um, once I got booed off, I'm doing. Allie got me a spot at a a, a gay room in New York, and uh, and I uh, um, so I've been doing the spot. Everyone's just talking. No one's no one's no one's paying attention. And I had this theory that I've since stepped away from where I think if you have a joke about any group, you should be fine with saying that joke with them in the room. Yeah. You should be comfortable right, doing that. Right. I since backed down on that. I don't think that's totally true. Like um religious jokes is the perfect example, especially for liberals. Like you have if you have jokes that are um um about religion or or, or criticizing religion, they're not gonna work in a church crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're gonna bomb, you know. So it's it doesn't always work. But anyway, they're not paying attention. I'm like, well, I want to see if, what the hell they react to this joke. 
and uh, and uh, and this will get their attention. So I go. I was recently in San Francisco for the um, uh, AIDS marathon. Oh, I'm sorry, Gay Pride Parade. And uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "That's not funny. Oh, That's not shit. funny." And I'm like, "Yes, it is. Yes, it is." And it's like, "It's not funny. These are people yeah, who lost people yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. this horrible disease." Right. I get off stage. Allie's like, "You're crazy," <laughs> and I'm like. I left my phone on stage. Please grab it for me. <laughs> and she grabbed it. Uh, but I got booed. I got booed off stage. Yeah. So that's definitely... Uh, that one I didn't finish. That was that was my closing joke. <laughs> that's ballsy, though. You gave it a shot. Yeah. I still think it's a funny joke. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it just, it's not bad. It's just... It's everything has context, man. You know? Um, what is the hackiest bit you've ever done? Um... <clears throat> The hackiest bit. I have jokes that I do that I don't. I don't think they're that funny, and like the crowd loves them, mm-hmm. so I just do them. Yeah. I had a one-liner my first album. I would just go. I would just in the middle of the set. I go, uh, "Never hire a clown named Molesto," and that would <laughs> That's work. It. And it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think it's hacky. I just think it's like, really, this. Okay, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. like that, you know, right. I don't know. Um, I'm trying. So you to don't think have of, a memory of when you first started of something that you look back and cringe. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm telling you, I've just watched the tapes when I first started. I'm yeah. like, these are good bits. They're still making me laugh. Did like, you did you like uh, reboot any of them? No, they're they're. I guess they're a little hacky. Like I'm talking about giving like getting a bad hand job. You know, like yeah. it's been done to death. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm saying like she's grabbing my dick like she's playing tug of war with the dog. Yeah, that's pretty hacky. I think it's. That's I still think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's funny though. I it's, mean, I've heard the she gave me a hand job like she had just. This isn't going to register with people, but she just bought a pack of cigarettes. And old people know that you used to have to pull the handle out. <laughs> that's funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's so it's it's still not a bad joke. It's just I guess that's the hackiest one is this. Okay. Is, and I just I just reposted on Instagram yeah. showing how hacky I was. Right, I don't care. Right. It's still it's still very it still makes me laugh. Yeah. I'm doing the act out. I'm pulling. I, like want you to, I want you to post the gay joke. See how that goes over. It's on my album. I mean, you oh, can it hear, is? yeah, it's I, it's oh, on an album. I don't, right. I think it's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's uh, it's just kind of mean, you know, and it takes context, you know. All right, so let's talk about the special before we go because right. you you it, it's it's called present tense. Yes. Why is it called present tense? Um, it's about being unsatisfied with my present state in life. So I call the present tense, but no one knows that it's actually titled that because I made the thumbnail. It's on YouTube, and I made the thumbnail say, uh, "The funniest the, man you've never heard, the of best comedian you've never heard of." Yeah, as a, as clickbait. Yeah, it's working like a charm. People, really? Like most people are like, "Wow, I never heard of you," and this yeah. is amazing. And yeah. then there's even some people that are like, "No, you're not." And I'm like, "Thank you, thanks yeah, for helping right, the algorithm." Right, you watched right. it. You watched a few minutes. You're commenting, yeah. which helps the algorithm. Yeah. I knew it would hate. It would, would work with the haters as well as the people that were into it. So it's. Well, I got to say, your marketing for the special's been outstanding. You thanks. did a trailer uh, with a lot of famous comedians. Yeah, yeah. Kind of roasting you. Yeah. And uh, the beginning of the special includes that, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was like all. It's I've put in. You know, it's all. I've put in so much work into like the the marketing, the editing, these little things about it. It's like the only thing scary about it is like I'm not sure what was the thing that's making it work. So yeah. it's like I can't recreate the whole thing. Right. I don't know what it is, but I guess it's maybe all those little parts are more than the sum of its but parts. But you got almost a million views. Yeah, it's doing really well. Yeah. It's, it's 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 hopefully it'll be a million views by maybe in a month. That's great. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, and the reactions, I mean, there are haters on there, but it's crazy. You know, you think YouTube comments, they're going to be so angry and horrible. 
I'd say 90% are just like gushing. They're that's so, great. they love it. So it, nice. it feels really good to have that. Do you that reply validation. to everybody? I reply to every single person, except for some of the negative ones. I just kind of stopped yeah, arguing with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I try to re- reply to everybody because, is that Ari? Yep. <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> Let me see what he said. Same message. Just left for Bray in San Diego. You know how easy it is to copy paste what he's what you know what you know what is with Ari he has a he has a he has a um flip phone it takes him he can't copy paste it takes him a long time to text people so this isn't a good this isn't a good measure yeah (laughs) okay um but anyway yeah this the reaction special has been really great and i'm uh it's it's nice to get that validation i'm so happy for you man you 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 really you've worked so hard and you're so funny and i'm glad that more people are finding out about you thanks dude thank you yeah yeah um, so you got some dates coming up. You're going to be uh, in Sacramento, the January 18th through the 20th. Yes. Then you'll be in Irvine, January 25th. Yes. Well, you are going to be out here for a while. And yes. then you go to Charlotte with Attell, uh, January 26th through the 28th. Yes. Then you go to Albany by yourself on February 4th. Uh-huh. Then you're in San Diego. Jesus, nice routing on uh, February 16th through 18th. <laughs> That's with, with Attell again, yeah. And then Colorado Springs by yourself, February 23rd and 24th. If you want to... Get some tickets. You go, what's your website? LouisCats.com. L-O-U-I-S. K-A-T-Z, yeah. Thank you so much for making the time. You've cheered me up. I'm in a good mood now. Good, good. Try to hold on to that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tap it in, tap it into the universe, as my old therapist used to say. Um, Thanks for having me. This was a blast. You Dude. got it, yeah. man. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Cool. God bless. Thanks. Thanks.